Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. Today I'm joined by Dr. Michael James and his son, Scott James. Both of them are clinical herbalists, and Dr. James is a naturopathic medical doctor. So let's take it away, Brett. Gentlemen. I thought you said take it away, Brett. We don't have <laughs> Brett here today. Um, <clears throat> just some things to consider because right now the, the, the country's talking about toxic shock. It's a real popular search on the Internet. So uh, we don't want you to think that we know exactly everything, but there are some things to consider. Uh, years ago, the... The little pamphlet inside the the Tampax used to be really large. I don't know if it is lately. It's because all your daughters moved out. You don't have as many in the house. Well, yeah, my, that's that's probably right. You know, having eight daughters, I have seen a little of those packages around. But once they identified toxic shock syndrome or finding that this was happening, uh, the FDA required some changes with uh, Tampex, the materials and things like that. Um, but by nature of Tampex, women are running kind of a, a risk or something they need to pay attention to. Um, <clears throat> some of the symptoms are rash, uh, muscle aches, uh, the symptoms of an infection, basically. Uh, but one of the things that I, I have seen with my patients that have slight toxic, I think women, personally, I think women have toxic shock syndrome uh, most of their life, but not severe. Uh, when you put something into the vaginal canal that sucks all the juice out and dehydrates that area, you run a risk of having some real issues because those tissues are, I believe, is as, as absorbent as the tissues in the mouth. And there's some real things that just drying it out uh, causes a, an environment for infection and disease and things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm chewing on this by myself here. Anybody else have anything they want to jump in here and say about it? Yeah, like what Dr. James said, that those tissues in the vaginal canal are really absorbent. So we have a foreign object that's going into the vaginal canal that has that's been bleached which means it's full of chlorine and other things like that and one of the detrimental things about chlorine is it's very similar atomical weight to iodine so it looks very similar to our body um well I, our body sees it almost the same as iodine it looks the same Go little plug up iodine receptors. Exactly. Yeah. And the um, ovaries are one of the glands in our body that require iodine more than any other gland except for the thyroid. If it doesn't have iodine, 
it starts to, and in that, in improperly function, I mean, there can be all sorts of things that can happen. Ovarian cysts and goes on and on. And fertility has continued to, to drop um, more and more these days. And a lot of it can be due to that, but food, there's so many different things that affect the fertility. But just mere that toxin being able to be absorbed into your body um, in some, a place that's so absorbent is scary. And that's one of the things that when I have women that come in, uh, young ladies come in and have uh, a menstrual disorder where they're painful menstruation or lack of menstruation, any of those menstrual disorders, I recommend that they do not use Tampex that has been bleached because bleach another word for bleach is chlorine now that doesn't mean you have to buy a uh, tampex that's brown and nasty looking they still have white uh, tampex that looks pretty and clean but it's it's bleached or whitened with hydrogen peroxide in fact some women need to give up uh, toilet paper <laughs> that has been bleached don't give it up altogether but it, give up uh, toilet paper or feminine protection that has been bleached with chlorine. The, uh, it, instead, they bleach it with hydrogen peroxide, and and it makes it gives a lot of relief. If I have a a young lady that's having menstrual disorders and we help her with herbs and nutrition and that kind of stuff, and she's still not quite where she ought to be health wise, it's 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 a chlorinated. Uh, products that we take her off of and boom it it just it just makes a wonderful change yeah i I remember one of our clients they (laughs) they had major menstrual cramps really bad and just by eliminating uh female um, hygiene products that had chlorine in them or they were bleached with they were bleached it eliminated the cramps within one or two cycles there's also uh uh pads are a little bit better on the system it doesn't have that foreign object in there sucking all the juice out of the out of the vaginal canal <clears throat> there's uh, uh products on the internet that are like reusable products that are lily pads that you you can bleach them with hydrogen peroxide or clean them with hydrogen peroxide there's also uh, a movement of uh, it's roll your own tampex <laughs> you know that sounds silly but i mean you're placing a foreign object in, in the vaginal canal, <clears throat> but you can buy unbleached muslin, cut it up in long strips and roll it, and it's a tenth of the cost of commercial Tampex, and you can throw them away. You know, it's not like you're going to, a, a menstrual cloth that you're going <clears> to <throat> uh, clean and reuse, you can throw them away and still save uh, a tremendous amount of money. So, I know that it's probably a really big industry. You know, women do that regularly, and they're always using these products that dehydrate the vaginal canal. There's also an option that has gotten more and more popularity lately is menstrual cups. And in um, my wife researching them and looking at them, they they have some really good pros and cons. They have some really good pros in the fact that they don't dry out the vaginal tract, but a lot of people don't like them because they can be a little bit messier in the process of cleaning everything up, but they're a good option. It's similar to a diaphragm. Yeah. It slides into the vaginal canal and is a cup that will catch all of the menstrual flow, and then you empty it and clean it and reuse it. 
Now, of course, I, you know, if you wouldn't sterilize it with bleach, please, but yeah. you could do that with hydrogen peroxide, which would be better. So those that are using those type of products, we, we recommend you uh, use hydrogen peroxide. And, and be careful with it. You know, it can make your, your – it's very, very absorbent into the skin. So if you're using a real high grade of hydrogen peroxide, you can literally burn yourself with that. So you need to be real careful. Okay, it's H2O2, and uh, anything over seven percent uh, uh, is is pretty pretty strong. You can use it, but rinse it and that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so this is something that you need to consider um, in all this toxic shock. Uh, uh, everybody talking about toxic shock now uh, because this young lady that uh, is had some real issues. Um, we don't know all the answers to why, but we do know from experience that if the female system, the ovaries and the uterus and all of that is, is healthy. Now, good health requires vitamins and minerals and nutrients and, and fluids. And, and we have noticed that there is a, uh, an increase of health by de- decreasing the, the toxic load and chlorine and bleach adds to that. So a health a healthy system doesn't encourage bad nasty germs and bacteria and stuff like that to grow. And I want to talk a second about the actual vaginal tract. In the vaginal tract, they have there's a mucus that's in there, and there's a certain pH, and there's um, certain bacteria. There's several bacteria in there that actually create so there's no um, infection or. Um, <laughs> there's no infections or any problems in there because of it'll it'll kill off the bad bacteria or it'll, it'll eat it up. Um, it's actually so um, so good at killing foreign objects that it's a miracle that women can even get pregnant. Sometimes that's why they have to ovulate because it changes the the environment for it to even be possible for a foreign object to even get through the vaginal tract. But when tampons are um, put in there, foreign objects are put in there, it absorbs all of the stuff that protects the vaginal tract, sucks it all up along with the blood and everything else, and makes it so it's the body can't perform its normal function of killing those extra bacteria or whatever happens to get in there. <clears throat> and the yeast, you know, we, we might as well talk about yeast infection here a little bit too. I had a patient come to me with a yeast infection years ago, and I said, well, how long have you had this problem? And she said, well, um, Billy is 27 years. 20, I've had it 27 years. You know, women tell time with, with babies and pregnant and nursing and all that. But she had had a yeast infection for 27 years. I just can't imagine having a, a, a problem like that for that long. Well, what we did is something that's very simple to do is there's an herb called slippery elm. You need it ground in powder, in slippery elm powder. You take a, a tablespoon of rounded, rounded tablespoon of slippery elm, and you mix it up with enough water to make a clay consistency. You roll that up in a, a shape because it's quite like clay, and you divide it in three sections, and you place. All three of those into the vaginal canal. Now, 
easier if you can freeze it. Then it goes in the vaginal canal a little bit easier. The reason I tell people to divide it up in three pieces is because if you try to drive a, a pencil shape something into the vaginal canal, it's just going to just form around your finger and be a gooey mess. Okay. You can also, instead of use water, use coconut oil. And coconut oil is very soothing to the vaginal canal. So whether you use water or whether you use coconut oil, put it in the, in the refrigerator and freeze it. And it's easier to place in the vaginal canal. Leave it there for two days. <clears throat> then you can irrigate it out and then wait a day. And it took two applications and her, her yeast infection was gone. So it re restores that that base of goo in this, now I'm not saying that Silberama is gooey, but it increases the, the discharges that are naturally in the in the vaginal canal. And when Dr. James said shape it into a shape, generally that's a pinky size. You shape it into about the size of your pinky, um, nice circle, about the same length, and then you cut that into three pieces. And if it's hard, it's if it's stiff, it's a lot easier. Like you said, when you dry it, it's a lot easier to get it in the vaginal tract. It is kind of funny. Me and sitting here talking about this, it's easier to put it in the vaginal canal like we know. But from experience, the feedback we get from our patients has, has given this to us. Uh, we, we really feel sorry. For women that have menstrual disorders, there's answers for that. There's herbal formulas to help reestablish those type of functions. If there was a specialty in my practice over the years, it's dealing with infertile couples. Uh, I I had I have eleven kids, and I just thought you got married, and boom, 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 you had kids. But some people are really challenged with with not being able to conceive, so they're so along with with that my heart goes out to to women that have yeast infections and female dysfunctions because there's there's things to do and just a little bit of reason let, let me mention a few formulas that are real positive for the the female can i mention system. something real quick before yeah. you move on to that um a lot of our clients have said that one of the things that makes the biggest difference for them in their yeast infection is using gland salve a salve that we have that's gland salve um, it gets rid of the itch and the burn and takes care of it very quickly. The symptoms of it, it doesn't necessarily get rid of a yeast infection right away, but it make, goes a long ways to taking care of those irritations right away. Yeah, I have I have daughters that you'll say something about glands having, they'll look at you and go, oh, <laughs> because it's so, it is very soothing. Raspberry leaf tea is awesome for the female uh, system. Uh, it, the nice thing about raspberry leaf tea is, is it's 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 not nasty. <laughs> yeah. Some teas are just downright terrible. But uh, red raspberry, red red raspberry or raspberry leaf is just a wonderful uh, uh, tasting tea that's positive for the female organs. Uh, there's also herbal formulas that that are available. Uh, one is tonic F. Um, it helps uh, with female uh, menstruation. Generally, my experience has been three months of taking something to help rebuild the female organs. It takes about three months. Uh, I always tell women that if you're working on your female organs and and you, you've gotten back into a regular cycle and then you start having a cycle from hell, 
It's that the other ovary is starting to heal. So, and that that's not real often, but it is it is common. It's not that the herbs quit working and they're not helping the menstrual cycle anymore. It's just that you've healed your or put nutrients into your system to the point where the other uh, ovary is saying, "Me too, me too. I want to get better." So, there's and there's also a formula called Hermone, which is awesome uh, in breast tenderness. Uh, uh, Don Quai is awesome. It's a, it helps with circulation and it makes a big difference in breast tenderness. Women will I'll say, "Well, how's your cycle?" And they'll go, "Well, it's 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 normal." Uh, and then I quiz them a little bit more and find out that yeah, they have cramping, they have discomfort, they have all kinds of problems. Your cycle should come and go without you knowing, except for some secretion from the vaginal canal. It doesn't have to be painful. And along these lines, I, my wife has had menstrual problems since we've been married. Um, but, and she came from a, a family that has no idea about health. They've never really gone into natural things or anything like that. So it was a foreign concept to her to have to take herbs and to, to do those things to get better. But as she's, this past year, she actually started to consistently take her herbs and it didn't take very long before her cycle leveled out and her menstrual cramps basically went away. She used to lay in bed and just cry the whole day, <laughs> the first day of her cycle. So that, And that's not normal. <clears throat> and, it's typical, but it's not normal. And then that's completely gone, and her cycle has started to level out. But one of the things I wanted to mention is she uses tonic F, hormone, and don't cry for um, leveling out her menstrual cycle. But one of the things that helps level out hers as well is chilling and nerquilizer. For her... Um, and I think for a lot of other women, emotional issues um, stop menstrual cycles and cause infertility High stress. almost more than anything else. I found with my wife that if she is extremely stressed out, her cycle will just skip. It just won't happen. <laughs> her body will say, nope, not this month, not happening. <laughs> um but when she regulates her stress, when she takes Nerquilizer and Chillin, is, is able to manage how she feels, and it changes it drastically. She'll have a regular cycle and not have any problems. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think some of my biggest schooling, you know, I went to school to become a naturopath, but the biggest schooling has been dealing with people and helping people. Because you know basically what the herbs do, but the the experience of, of watching people help themselves and such a such an education. I've been in work since 1980 as an alternative healthcare practitioner, and this podcast we 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 saw the the news and we wanted to respond a little bit. Maybe this will be helpful to consider this. We're just trying to help people have a little more options and have a little more. Uh, uh, way to take care of their own health. So just consider the chlorine connection, please. And I think uh, I think this connects into fertility as well with talking about toxic shock and everything because there's so much that's going on that I think it's one in every four women or something. like. It, there's a drastic number of women that are infertile. It, it used to be when I started in the 80s that I would have a couple come see me, and, and if there was a percentage, maybe it was maybe 7 10% were infertile. But now there's such a, a rise in that infertility. Uh, I, I personally think dioxins has a lot to do, it, to do with it. Um, 
male sperm counts have gone down um, in the tests that I've seen. Uh, I think we as a as a human beings are being attacked by the environment, uh, and our fertility rates are going down because of what's in the environment. So, and I know with um, my wife and I with watching fertility, her fertility completely changes when we use whole grains. You know, Out of everything else, I mean, we've taken the time to eat vegetarian well, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And we've taken the time to um, <coughs> do all sorts of different things. But the one thing that's affected it the most in diet is whole grains, actually eating whole grains. And that's not a whole grain bread. <laughs> that is taking rice and cooking a whole grain brown rice and eating it like that. It makes more difference for her fertility and ovulation than any other food that I've ever seen. You brought up grain, and that's one of my hot buttons, because in the health movement, there's a real play to, to <clears throat> devaluate grains. So I'm going to talk about it again. The reason that grains work so well with fertility and for health is that it feeds our body. It is the staff of life. Why is it the staff of life? Well, the... The actual seed, because you're eating a seed, has a germ in it that has acids, oils, nutrition, nutrients that make that seed fertile. You do certain things and it will sprout. So in that grain is the potential for fertility. And that feeds and nourishes our body. And it feeds and nourishes our fertility. So to process grain, is foolish because we are making ourselves infertile or that direction. And I've heard Dr. James talk about this a lot, but I wanted to know for myself if it was true. So <laughs> my wife and I experimented, and hands down, very quickly, her fertility changed when using grain. And, and it, it's not, like Scott said, go get whole grain bread off the shelf. That is not whole grain bread. They'll say whole wheat bread. Well, yeah, there's no rye or barley in it. But it's not the complete grain. I don't know what words we have to use to identify a whole food. Maybe that's what we need to say, a whole complete food. So brown rice is a whole complete food. White rice is not. It's a shadow. It, and also, we're going to do a, one on um, on a uh, 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 real big pause here. You have to take out uh, uh, the goo in bread. Uh uh, gluten. Gluten. We're going to do... Oh, why that disappeared, I don't know. We're going to do uh, one on gluten because it's it's not that gluten is terrible. It's just that's all the human race has eaten. And some people get to the point where they can't digest it because there's no fiber. There's no nutrients. There's, there's no enzymes to even begin to digest it in a white flour. It plugs the system up. You know, so there again... Stay away from white things, white tampex that's bleached, <laughs> and white food. Now, I did have somebody the other day said, well, what about cauliflower? Okay, okay. Cauliflower is white. It, it's, it's a little light beige. Take, stay away <laughs> okay. from things that are supposed to be white that are. Right. <laughs> but whole grain is the food for infertility. It really is. But also, when we're talking about infertility or we're talking about um, you can't talk about the menstrual cycle and you can't talk about uh, women's health 
without talking about it in a whole because it all goes together. If it's toxic shock or it's any um, polycystic ovarian syndrome or whatever it is, we still would use all of these herbs because it's about creating a healthy um, menstrual um, organs and to take care of the vaginal tract. And as you do that, it helps to fight against um, toxic shock and all of those other problems that you could have. You want to keep the whole system healthy so it can clean out all the junk. And it, it, what we want you to do is, is those that are listening to this podcast, if you want to know more about infertility, we'll do something on infertility. Let's get back to toxic shock. We started this off with toxic shock. Toxic shock is a combination of a lot of things. And that's why it's, it's hard to say this is what it is. Okay. Uh, the, the, the health of the female organ basically has been compromised by, uh, the lack of nutrients and or toxic toxins so that it, it builds upon things it builds upon this upon this until the, until the point that the infection or the the source of poisoning the body is in the in the female organ so uh, i've uh, exhausted uh the information i want to impart to you but there are things to do there are things to do and to then, not necessarily treat toxic shock, but to, to build the female organs up. And that, um, can, the, sorry, the infection can transfer not just in the female organs, but can transfer and you can fill it throughout your whole body and your lungs or whatever. And one of the things that we use to treat infections that has actually been so effective that we haven't in our practice ever had to recommend anyone use an antibiotic because it's so effective. It's awesome. An anti-life formula? <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. Um, and that's <laughs> Fection. Fection is just phenomenal. For anything, if you have anything, I don't care what it is, start taking Fection, and then you figure out what it is. Fection will take care of it before you figure it out sometimes. Because it builds the immune system. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, in fact, we've taken Fection and, and taken uh, live blood, and we've looked at the lymphocytes. These are the guys that kill bacteria and stuff like that. And they've they got little hairs and they wiggle around. And you can tell the activity just barely by their motion. And, and then introduce infection into the bloodstream and take the, and take and look at it again. And it just really ramps that up. It just, and, and there's no bad side effects. It's, it's just plants, uh, weeds and sticks, uh, part of our diet. Yep. That's why herbs work so well is because they are part of mankind style. So affection is phenomenal for any sort of infection, toxic shock syndrome, or anything like that. And we're not recommending that you just, <laughs> that you don't go and take care of it if you've got shock, toxic shock syndrome. But you can see things coming on and you can see um, fevers or see symptoms. And oftentimes affection will kill it before it becomes a problem.